to the High Neighbor Podcast, brought to you by the Multimedia Studio at Passive Community Abundant Life Center. And now your host, Pastor Victor Redfoot. Hi, neighbor. Welcome you to our program today. We're very glad to have Reverend Bill Jamison with us. He's a resident of Passifant. And beside me is Dolores Truth, my co-host. I'm going to turn it over to her. Hi, Bill. We're happy to have you. We know that you and Jenny were some of the first uh, ones that uh, came to us in the new Abundant Life building. And we don't know a whole lot about you for that reason. (laughs) And so we're anxious today to hear about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and anything you want to discuss. I was born and raised in Clinton, Massachusetts. Now, Clinton is in Worcester County, and we're about 35 miles west of Boston. My father came from Scotland when he was 19. He had a a sister and her husband and a bachelor brother. My mother was born and grew up in Clinton, and they met at church and eventually married, and I'm the product of their marriage. I'm one of those unique individuals. I'm an only child. Well. <laughs> which means that the, the majority of ministers are firstborn or only child, and I'm a minister. <laughs> the same is true with Eagle Scouts. I'm also an Eagle Scout. So, the, the Scottish tradition is to name the firstborn son for both grandfathers. So, my father's father was William, and my mother's father was Alexander. So, I'm William Alexander Jameson. <laughs> That's li- quite a title. Yeah. We, we grew up, I, I grew up in a duplex across the street from my grandparents who lived in a row house. So I always used to say if I didn't like what my mother had for dinner, I'd go across the street and see what my grandmother had for dinner. You were a lucky little boy. Oh yes, the best of both worlds. I graduated from Clinton High School. Uh, While in high school, I took all the science courses and I was accepted at Worcester Polytechnic Institute. I was going to be a, uh, an architect. During my senior year in, in high school, I started changing directions. I always grew up in the church. Uh, Reverend Robert Schaub was my pastor, and I used to assist him in the pulpit every Sunday. He took a, a risk on letting a kid assist him in the pulpit. So I was accepted at Worcester Polytech and I turned it down. And I applied to Gordon College in Boston and went to Gordon College, majored in philosophy officially. I also majored in basketball, baseball, (laughs) and, and Jenny. 
Oh, and Jenny. And Jenny. Well, I can understand that. Oh, yes. Jenny's from northern Maine, up in the potato country of Rustic. And we met at college, and um, when I graduated, she lived with my folks for a year. And then I enrolled in Pittsburgh Xenia Seminary. Now, I was raised United Presbyterian of North America, and Pittsburgh Xenia was the only UP seminary. So I went to Pitt Xenia, graduated there in 1960. My first church was in Dravosburg, which is across the river from McKeesport. Oh, yes, I know Dravosburg. So um, I was very young. I was only 24. Back then, you went to high school, college, and directly into seminary. Uh, Second career seminarians were the exception to the rule back then. So my first church was in Dravosburg, and I went there with Jenny. And after I was installed, when the first time I met with the session, they told me they wanted to build a new church. And I was dumbfounded. And I said to them, I said, folks, I don't know how to be a minister. You've got to give me three years to learn how to be a minister. So they did. And then after the third year, we started the process of building a new church, Sanctuary Fellowship Hall, and remodeling the old building. And so uh, that may not have been one of my the, 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 the most significant achievement, but it certainly was one of them. And it taught you a lot, too. About oh, my goodness. Yes. For three years, I went around the clock. But I had a marvelous committee. Uh, the church was very, very supportive of Jenny and me. And while we were there, our daughter Laurel was born, which added to the success of our ministry. So Laurel was born. I stayed there 10 years. But one thing happened there that redirected my ministry. The name of the church was Amity. Oh. Amity Presbyterian Church, which meant it was the first church in the Yellow Pages. I see. (laughs) And so I would get calls from people in trouble. And I discovered that I was able to take a person's defenses away from them, which was dangerous because I didn't have anything to replace it. Mm-hmm. So I started training for counseling. And so I went back to, I took continuing ed, but then I went back to seminary and got a uh, Master of Theology in Pastoral Counseling. Did a clinical internship at Northampton State Hospital up in Massachusetts, that's Jonathan Edwards' hometown, and I worshiped in his church while I was up there. And so uh, I didn't do much counseling in Dravosburg, uh, except prepare myself. So 
I left Ravosburg in June of, of 70, and I went to the Westminster Church in Evans City. And my plan was I was going to spend 10 years in four churches and then retire. So I spent 10 years in Ravosburg, and I was on schedule. The only thing is, the Lord had other plans because I spent the next 28 years in Evans City. The Lord always has other plans. <laughs> well, the, the Talmud has an interesting saying, man plans and God laughs. That's right. So, but at, at Westminster, um, I did a, I, I went on staff at Pittsburgh Pastoral Institute, which is a counseling center in the Shadyside District of Pittsburgh. And I would go down there on Tuesday and counsel five or six clients. And the church gave me permission to do that. Then I went on and got a doctor of ministry in pastoral counseling and became a, a fellow in the American Association of Pastoral Counselors. So I had a dual ministry. I was a full-time pastor, but I had a, a part-time position as a pastoral counselor. It sounds very, very interesting, your life. It, it really was. It really was. And, and I was blessed with that, with that particular talent as well. While we were in, in Westminster, uh, Jenny got pregnant again, and our son Benjamin was born. So uh, uh, Jenny's plan <laughs> was to have three children, but with all the problems that she had, we thanked the Lord that we had two healthy children. Uh, Laurel graduated from Pitt. She was a chancellor scholar and she's on staff at Akron University. Ben uh, graduated from Westminster, and he's senior vice president for Northwest Bank. So both of our children are quite successful. Ben and Michelle have two children. Laurel and Roger have a son and a daughter. Laurel and Roger have a son. Both of Ben's children are Slippery Rock, Laurel's son's a senior in, in high school out in Ohio. So, um, while at, at Evans City, one of the real thrills that I had as a pastor, I became a supervising pastor of seminary students. And so every year we had a seminarian and as I wrote in the book that you mentioned that John wrote, uh, Jenny, you know, they, they loved Jenny, they respected me, they had lunch <laughs> at our place, and they became like our surrogate children. And the climax was when I was invited, as I always was, to be part of their ordination and or installation. So the, the highmark of Dravosburg was building the new church. Yes. The highmark of Evans City 
would be in 1985, a Category 3 tornado went through Evans City, and we had 22 members that suffered either total loss or some kind of loss. And so it was quite a, quite a hectic time. I remember that tornado well. We also went through a tornado early in, in Bill's ministry in our first church and had our roof taken from our house. From the from, from the manse. Yes. No. Well, we had no damage from the manse, but we didn't. Do, we did something that wasn't very smart. We stood on the back porch and watched. Oh yes. <laughs> watched. I stood by a shaky window with a year-old daughter, and uh, watched the cloud come and said, "Look at this funny cloud that's coming," <laughs> and then it took our roof. Yeah. Well, I I actually have one of the few pictures that I didn't take, someone else took, that I had enlarged and had it hang in my, my study because it was a, an impressive picture. Yes. Impressive picture. There were several people, well, there were people killed back in 1945, yeah. 46, really. There, there were two, no, husband and wife were killed in Evan City. They weren't members of my church, but they were relatives of members of my church. So uh, those two events were significant events in, in Evans City, the tornado and, and having students. <laughs> and uh, I still keep in touch with, with some of the students. So, What brought you to Pazvent? I retired at the end of April in 1998. Jenny and I always lived in a manse. So I told Jenny, when, when we retire, I'll get you a little yellow house. <laughs> I said, the only thing that I want you not to do, because the, the, where the manse was situated, there was a creek that ran two sides of the manse, and when that flooded, we flooded. Yes. So I said, I don't care where the house is, except it's not going to be by a creek. <laughs> so we bought a house on, on Heather Drive in the meridian section of Butler. And a year or so later, our son got married, and he bought a house on Heather Drive. So Jenny got to get the children to get the grandchildren after school for cold milk and Oreos. Yes. <laughs> so we stayed there uh, 16 years, and I had only one tree, but all my neighbors had these huge maple trees, and raking leaves in the fall <laughs> just got to be. Too much. All the neighbors' leaves came into your yard. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And no matter which way the wind blew, <laughs> we <right>. got them. <laughs> the second dynamic was, as I said, I'm an only child. Uh, we have two children. And this was going to be Jenny and my decision. 
we weren't going to wait and, and put any burden on our children saying, Dad, Mom, it's time for you. Very wise. So we came down here and talked with Ann, and they gave us the tour, and nothing was available. So we went on the waiting list, went home, and we were primarily interested in getting into abundant life. About three days later, we got a telephone call from Ann saying, there is an apartment available, are you still interested? So we came down and looked at it. It was one of the smaller ones, the Azalea apartment, and we said yes, definitely. So on June 26th of, of last year, we moved into Passamon. And this is where we'll be until the Lord decides that we're going to move. Yeah. One of the blessing not to have to rig leaves. <laughs> well, th- th- there, there are other blessings too, oh, yes. uh, Victor. One of which is uh, when, when we lived up in, in, in Meridian, the neighbors were exceptionally good. Uh, we'd get together for different events, and Jen and I would be the oldest there, but I di- we didn't feel old up there. That was one of the, the adjustments that was difficult for me to take when we moved because everybody here was old. In other words, I go to the men's breakfast on Monday morning and they sit and talk about the world, Second World War. Of course. Well, when the Second World War broke, <laughs> I, was, I was six years old. Yes. So that, that was difficult. Uh, but the other blessing is the the activities and then getting together at dinner and the, the development of a whole new culture of friendship, as well as not having to mow the lawn, crank up the snowblower. Yeah. But I do miss, I do miss my two apple trees a Granny Smith and a, a Macintosh, and I used to prune them every year in my garden. So what I did, with Jenny's permission, I planted three tomato plants on our balcony, and we've been eating fresh tomatoes all summer. Good for you. <laughs> good, good. I have a, a balcony garden, too. In fact, I, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my daughter, youngest daughter, got me a little balcony greenhouse. Okay. And so I start plants there. <clears throat> I think it's uh, good that you continue with your gardens on your balconies. Well, and, uh, yeah, they, they've been very good. Beef steak, cherry tomato, yes, and jet star. Good oh, yes. Those are the three plants that I had. The other thing that I guess would be an achievement, uh, I was, I've always been in scouts. As I said, my dad was scoutmaster. I became an Eagle Scout. I was the institutional representative of both of my churches. But I also was chaplain 
at the National uh, Jamboree in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho in 1969. That's when we watched Neil Armstrong walk on the moon. They set up a, a, pro, a theater in the amphitheater. And then I was chaplain in the second time at Moraine State Park. So I went, I've been, was chaplain at two national jamborees. And I was given the Silver Beaver, which is an yes. award given to lay leadership in the, in the Boy Scouts. Wonderful. So, yes. so the, the, those are some of the high points. I mm -hmm. guess perhaps the, the, the highest point was the fact that Jenny and I were able to have two children. And you've been a leader here in the short time that you've been here. That was by default. Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, none of the other, the other ministers were all here longer than Peggy and me. And so, <laughs> Peggy Grossclose. Yes. So, so we were sort of conscripted to lead the clergy spouse <laughs> We program. had never had that kind of organization before, so that was good. Yeah. Now, what changes have you seen in your life that have influenced your way of living, do you think? Probably, probably none. What I mean by that is uh, we, we watched, we have a video of Johnny Carson's uh, last show. Yes. And he closes by saying that he had done this for 32 years. And if he could go back and do it all over again, he wouldn't change a thing. Well, I was a, an active minister for 38 years. I've been ordained for 55 years. And the only thing that I would do different, when I was in college, I majored in philosophy because I knew I was going into the ministry. But since I became a therapist, I would I would major and would have majored in psychology. I see. Rather than uh, philosophy, mm -hmm. but I have absolutely no regrets, and I think I can say the same for Jenny. She she really always wanted to be a minister's wife. <laughs> oh, and that's so nice. <laughs> she got to do that too. That's right. So, being a minister's wife is a great adventure. And not always pleasant. That's right. right. That's, I've, I've, I've said many times I'd much rather be the minister than the minister's wife. Yes. Well, uh, I see our time's run out, so I want to thank you for being with us today. It was very interesting. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. It's um, been our pleasure. Well, this is the close of another broadcast, and we're very glad to have had the opportunity to come into your home as you listen to another very active, uh, multi-talented individual. Thank you today.